Hello and welcome to Bottom of the Pack, round five edition. Andrew Wilson here along with Sean O'Sullivan. Hello, Willow. How are you going, great man? Yeah, good. Thank you, Sean. Um, yeah, I'm good. Round wasn't good, though, unfortunately, so we're going to have to talk about a few of these games coming up. I think, I think I might have started off last week's pod by saying that last week was pretty ordinary as well, and this is arguably bettered it for stinkiness, if that is... Uh, a sentence that makes any sense it whatsoever. Make a lot of sense. Yeah, that wasn't a great round. Of course, started Thursday night, and we'll get to that uh, game shortly. How was the weekend? Uh, very nice. Very nice. We visited a suburb of Melbourne I've never visited before. Uh, Park Orchards. Heard of it? Yeah, same as me. North? No, east. 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 Yeah. It's actually not that far away. It does. It, it does sound like somewhere that's a long way away. It's actually not. Like from. Uh, or the hub of existence in the uh, Fitzroy Northcote area of which I which I reside. It's only just over half an hour on the freeway out east, past just over past Templestowe. Okay. Before you get out to sort of you know Croydon and all that yep. sort of jazz. No, really. Yeah. So out there for a good mate's fortieth, which was uh, which was which was very nice. But other than that, nothing too uh, nothing too spectacular. Voice of the West. Now that I had the privilege of being in the car and listening to uh, the last uh, fifteen minutes or so Thank of. You. The match of the day, WRFL match of the day with the voice of the West, Andrew LeBron Wilson. Uh, where were we? I know, of course, but for uh, those of Yarraville Oval, Division 1, take, Yarraville Seven Eagles taking on Caroline Springs. Um, the Lakers, the Brian Lake Lakers, was he yes, there? He was there. Playing? Yes. Oh. Two for him, one or two. Yeah. P- playing full forward? Full forward. Uh, did spend some time down back. Okay. Um, yeah, he's just good at football. I was just thinking with Brian Lake, was he before his time? Like the chippy chippy across halfback now and the intercept markers yeah. and the lack of, you don't really play on your man, you sort of play as a team and you can intercept mark and all that sort of jazz. I mean, that was his go, wasn't it, really? Yeah, he, he wasn't a man-on-man type no, defender. Yeah, I mean, probably the era suited him with the uh, defensive setups that all That is true. Had, he so had a lot, of, a lot of help back there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what he... I mean, all, I think most... Defenders are probably struggling in today's game, it seems, at this stage, with uh, the big forwards are kicking a they lot are, of goals at yep, the moment. But true. yeah, but him at that level, um, Yarraville's seven, pretty undermanned, so they're a lot smaller um, than the Lakers, so they always are going to have a bit of problem um, matching up. Matching up, yeah. They dominated all day, and then finally they kicked away in that last quarter. So it was like, like a couple of games were like that today. Like, I think Melbourne was like that, and. Uh, Geelong were as well, yep. so similar sort of thing. Just a little thing on the Voice of the West before, I'm trying to find other subjects to talk about other than this round of football. Um, <laughs> your, your co-commentator, I must admit I, I went on the dial as I was heading down the, the east and, and found Win FM. Yep. And i got to admit, it took a solid two and a half to three minutes before I heard the dulcet tone. So I, I'm not sure if there's a, if there's two callers there. Is there a... I know you can't talk out of school here, but I can because I have no... Uh, I have, I don't have a dog in this fight per se. Do, do you have sometimes trouble with the with the handover or does, when that he was his first game calling? I, oh, was it really? Yes, I think he's good. A lot of nervous energy, I think, with him. Yeah, um, I did say you've got to hand over a bit quicker or a bit uh, more a often, time, a bit more often at quarter time. So there was a discussion of that, but um, oh, so you pulled him aside and said, "Hey, I know it's your debut, mate, but uh, let's remember yeah. pecking order." Exactly. <laughs> As they roll the credits, it's Andrew Wilson's name that comes yeah. up before yours, champ. So, yeah, so uh, act accordingly. Yeah. So I just a bit nervous. So got the hang of it. Was getting there. Still a bit of work to be done. Yep. Um, yeah. Because I mean, the great man Pippi Cavalieri, who has been calling for yes. the past three years, uh, no longer oh, has an involvement, but he's not there on match of the day anymore. 
Oh, so has an involvement. So is he a bit of back office stuff as opposed to live? Uh, he does the videos with me. Uh, you can get some oh. on YouTube on a Friday. Oh, of course, the, the big previews. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, tremendous. They come out, well, you do them about just after work on a Friday there, or? That comes out Friday. We record that on. Oh, we won't, day. we won't ruin it. We won't ruin it forever. Monday it's live. Tuesday, it's live whenever you go onto YouTube. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so Willow's out, sitting there waiting for you to click on the link on yeah, YouTube. Check so. out the WRFL website on a Friday. I'll just, uh, go to YouTube and type in WRFL and the, the preview videos are up. Oh, excellent. And, and look, I really one to blow my own trumpet, as you know, Andrew Wills, I'm a very, very, uh, humble genius. Mm. But, uh, one of my many, many skills that I bring to the table is I'm an outstanding caller of, of, well, more statistical football, but I do have a, a penchant to bring it to, uh, bring it to life. Couldn't help but notice that you said there was a vacancy in the calling ranks and, um, I'm just going through my phone now and I don't, I don't have any missed calls. <laughs> um, in the words of Pauline Hanson, please explain. Um, you I've, are I've, got him, I've, got him, I've got him here, ladies and gentlemen. He's on the back foot. With uh, the, the way it's been going so far this season. I'm a chance. Consistency. You, you are. I have, oh, I have oh, you here in the back of my oh, mind. Oh, oh, look out. The call might just go short. Oh. Can you help out? Oh, well, we put up the old bat signal up in the, up in the lights. Yeah. Of course, for those who don't know, I am a, uh, AFL premiership statistician and premiership caller and all modesty aside, one of the, one of the greats of the game. I think I'm in the, I think I'm in the AFL statistical uh, hall of fame. You and Ash Chua. <laughs> I know Ash has got me covered. Ash has, Ash has gone on to bigger and better things. Well, well, better anyway. Yeah, but I might have to pull out the bat phone and. Uh, oh, look out! <clears throat> I'll keep uh, the tonsils. I'll uh, keep the tonsils standing by, waiting for uh, for action. Thanks, Gee, and I'll tell you what: on this podcast, if I do end up calling, you'll be hearing a lot more about the WRFL. <laughs> Let me give you the tip: Willow's far too modest that only talks for a couple of minutes on it. Oh, gee whiz! If I get the gig, we might not have time to squeeze in the AFL games. We'll just be talking about. Well, yeah, absolutely. Oh, now I know they're two big teams. Yeah. Do you pass that on to your friend that I know that they're big teams? I'm just trying to build up my. All you need to know is me. Oh wow! Now that is <laughs> that, that is a Sean-like uh, humorous move from you there, Willow. But uh, anyway, we uh, we digress. Yeah, all right, let's talk about AFL round five uh, started Thursday night. Tigers oh. by eighty six points. Oh. Saints finally won a first quarter. Right under them. Oh, true. <laughs> and still managed to lose by fifteen goals. Yeah, they got smashed. <laughs> Good effort. Seventeen goals to four after uh, quarter time. Um, is yeah, just watching this at the start. The Tigers go, you know, three hunting in threes. Yeah, big numbers. Yeah, and they get the ball, and away they go. Saints with hunting threes. Richmond would maintain possession at the other three. <laughs> and just the bounce three, off them. The three feet Tigers would just be out and away they went. And that was basically the story of the game. Jack Rewalt kicked five goals. Uh, absolutely dominant performance by the Tigers. Uh, still, they're still very good. Yeah, rumours of their demise have been greatly exaggerated. Obviously, they played a ripping game against uh, Port Adelaide the previous week. And I think they were two and two going into this, weren't they? Yeah, they lost two in a row. Yeah, so... Um, there was a fair chance they were going to be uh, up and about, and like you say, after quarter time, they just um, they went whoosh. I mean, St Kilda looked awful, obviously, but um, Richmond just uh, wouldn't you love to be have that ability just when you need it, just to flex your muscles and go, all right, we better pull our finger out this week and just go out and beat a side by ninety points. And they don't always do that. They're normally very much they just do enough to get the win. 
Richmond, yeah. especially early in the year. But I think this was a bit of a, you know, they really put the foot down. Even when they were 40, 50, 60 points up, they, they didn't stop in the last quarter. I mean, it was five goals, two to a goal in the last quarter. So they really, and they didn't need to do that. The game was well and truly um, under control. So I think this was a bit of a, a bit of a message to everyone that, uh, yeah, don't get too excited about your, your Port Adelaide's or your whoever else, Melbourne or whatever. We're, uh, we're still the team to beat. Meanwhile, St Kilda probably have benefited from a media perspective by playing this on the Thursday night because this game genuinely feels like it was played a fortnight ago. And there's plenty of other teams that have played and sucked, yeah, of which only... which we will get onto later yeah, on. No, one day of media coverage because all of a sudden... By lunchtime, everyone's turned their attention. To Friday the night, night footy, game. and then we've we've all we've all moved on. So, um, and they've this is not their first crap one, Willow St Kilda Essendon. Yeah, absolutely. And That's really, the worst one. And they were crap for two and a half quarters against West Coast. I mean, they pulled the finger, and it was a wonderful comeback and a terrific win. But that's starting to prove more the exception than the than the rule. So they're in a really interesting. Um, uh, spot and again, it was the same. It was the same guys for St Kilda. I thought Hunter Clark was good. Jack Steele, as usual, was terrific. But not too many other, uh, not too many other mates. And they continue to persist with having a game plan based around Brad Hill, who's just horribly, horribly, horribly out of touch. So how much I, is that him, or how much is that the team? Because he does rely on them to get the football to him. It's true. He's not a Jack Steele type that can go in and, and get it. He is reliant on that ball being won, and then he distributes, and his decision-making is what um, makes him a, a, a great player. So, look, it's a bit of both, but he's had his fair share of opportunities with ball in hand and has torched it. So... Um, yeah, they're, they're in real need of a, a shake-up. Maybe they got a little ahead of themselves. Obviously, they're, they're missing a couple of laid outs. Zach Jones, but also Zach, um, Rowan Marshall yeah, and himself Paddy again. Ryder, still. So without a ruck, it's sort of, um, they're, they're finding clearances difficult. And that's where Edwards and Bolton just destroyed, uh, St Kilda, particularly after quarter time, um, in the middle. So no, Richmond, wouldn't you love to say your blip for the season was losing two games in a row? Yeah. Like, do you remember the bad days? Like, Richard supporters are gathering around going, gee, they were tough times there a couple of weeks ago, as opposed to Carlton supporters, which look at the 21st century as tough times. They look at a particular fortnight early in 2021 as their... Uh, like Carlton in 95, when they lost the two games... Two games in a row. Sydney and St Kilda. That's wrong. Yeah. Two games in a row, middle of the year, and then can we, rolled along. Can we just do a 1995 podcast instead of a 2021? So if it's round five, we'll do a podcast on round five, 1995, and we'll just talk about the Carlton game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry people, I'm that. struggling. I'm struggling from Saturday night. I'll, I'll yeah. try and stay focused for the rest of the uh, uh, rest of the show. West Coast took on Collingwood Friday night over in Perth. Eagles got home by 27 points. Uh, Pie started well. Uh, Dustin mm. Moore went forward. Um, I think... Um, they played really good, some really good footy, didn't they? They looked like they were on, but then they got hit by the injuries as well. To go yeah. with a broken nose slash concussion, how went off with his knee break, knee hamstring sort of thing, hamstring, and that really put them behind the ball. Like uh, having their best, like, what do you call? What, do you, what is to go? He's their best something. What did someone someone call him? A, a Kmart Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. But he's a match winner. He oh, he's a match winner. And yep. then Howdown down back is a big loss as well, especially when you're playing against Oscar Allen, Jack Darling, and um, Josh Kennedy. 
It's always going to be hard. And especially when you've committed to playing your other key defender. Yeah, all Australian. Forward. So they obviously decided the selection table. They brought in the young Irishman, the Gary Owen man, Max Keane, or is it Max Keane? Um, to play, obviously to play as a, a third tall defender to free up more to go forward, which it was really robbing Peter to pay Paul. I mean, Darcy Moore was looking terrific. Forward is a real threat. I mean, the guy's an amazing player. It doesn't matter where you play him. He's, he's going to do good things. But poor old Max Keane was getting... I think he started on Darling and he kicked goals and he moved to Allen and Allen kicked goals. And it was just <laughs> wherever you moved in, the poor bugger got... um got goals kicked on him. So what do you what did you think of the of the move when you first saw Darcy forward? It's a bit of a shock considering who they've got down in their forward line. That's probably the the thing you first thing you talk about West Coast is the forward line, don't yeah. you? They got three of them. And everyone wonders can you play three bigs? Well you can if they're freaking if they're awful, good. If they're good. So you're gonna to have to need someone really good to go down there. But then again, how's the, the midfield pressure going to be from Collingwood? That's right. really going to um, play, help the pressure from the midfield for the easy balls inside 50, things like that. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think it was the right move, but it was just the wrong side to to maybe do it against. I don't think there's a side in the comp that have three key forwards in as good a form as, as West Coast have in the moment. So it, it was a risk. Um, but like I say, it was work, first quarter. Collingwood, I thought, were were terrific, and then West Coast started getting the game on their terms and really playing a lot of that chippy chippy across halfback. I don't know if it was for this. There might not have been any more than normal, but I seemed to notice it more on Friday night that West Coast just kept the ball away from from Collingwood and really slowly and methodically worked it worked it up the ground while Collingwood tried to to move quickly. Uh, enjoyed the battle between Grundy and... Um, Grundy killed it in the first quarter. Brilliant. Outstanding. Yeah. As good a first quarter as I've seen from from Grundy. Went forward and kicked two goals in that first quarter and was really dominant. But fair play to Nick Nat, he worked his way, um, he worked his way back into it. But, uh, yeah, again, this game didn't really... Didn't reach any tremendous heights. I mean, fair play to West Coast. They really kicked away in that third quarter and they kicked five, one to two points and really, you know, the game was over at, at three-quarter time. And again, if you keep Kennedy quiet, that's all well and good. But darling, and Oscar Allen, you can see why Geelong were, were trying to get him as part of the Tim Kelly deal and and more pertinently why West Coast thought about it for about 0.01 of a second and, <laughs> and said, no, no way, Jose. So... um He's, he's terrific. And again, he's a guy that can play at the other end. You often see him late in quarters, drift down to the defensive 50 and, and take intercept marks and the like. He's um, he's pretty much a complete package, yeah. isn't he? Dom, uh, shout out to John, Dom Sheed with three goals. He just turned it on there, didn't he? <laughs> just, a, just in case Collingwood fans yeah. weren't familiar with his work. <laughs> <laughs> just, he just went and kicked three on the bounce, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, he kicked three in a row. turned the game around, yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah, no, that was that was impressive. And I tell you, a guy is doing good things. He's back to his best Brisbane form. Is Jack Redden? Mm, big games, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Him, him, Gaff, and Duggan all had big big evenings over there. The thirty plus touches each. Um, yeah, Redden's been yeah, from what he was at Brisbane when he was really great inside player, elite tackler. Him and Rockcliffe were the yeah, two. Yeah, and, yep. And he did. Faded away a bit at Brisbane. He's got over to the West Coast, and yeah, he's still playing okay footy. 
he's not what he was. He's you know he's probably eighth in line probably for the midfield, but now he's got more opportunity with the injuries that they have. He's getting no no yo and Chewy. Yeah, and and that may be it. He just wasn't getting the 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 CBAs as they call it, the centre bounce attendances. He wasn't getting in the guts where he does his his best work because he was sort of he was almost in and out of the side when he first came to. Because I'm pretty sure they gave up a, a late first rounder for him. Um, but he's certainly back to his best. I mean, he had 37 cozies and was, and was seemingly, um, everywhere and was, um, he's had a really good start to the year. So, uh, good bounce back for West Coast. Uh, Collingwood, are we, I, I, I can't get over the exaggeration of people getting, oh, they're gone, they're hopeless. You look at from last year, right? They yeah. fell into the eight. They did have some injuries, to be fair, so they did well. They fell into the eight and they won that game somehow against West Coast, that final. Then they got smashed against Geelong. So they sort of they really were the eighth best team. Now whether you think it's right or wrong or whatever reasonings, they've lost Chalor, Phillips and Stevenson. Yes. And haven't replaced them. No. They were always going to be worse this year, though, weren't they? I mean, surely when you you take that out and you add Pendlebury's a year older, Sidebottom's a year older, um, you know, they were always going to be middle of the road. And that's we're five rounds in, but that's kind of what they are, isn't it? They've they've beaten the the crap teams and they've lost to the good teams. Well, they only won one game, sixteenth. Oh, is Carlton the only team they've beaten? Well, it is, yeah. No, you're probably right. Yeah. So if they lost, to, they lost obviously to West Coast, to Brisbane. Uh, Western Bulldogs round one. Got destroyed, yeah. Yeah. And I cannot remember. I know. I should probably have this in front of me when I bring this up in conversation. I know. Western Bulldogs round one beat Carlton. Oh, the Giants was the big one that they lost. Yeah, it was last week. At yeah. the MCG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's all they've won. Yeah, you take out two, like, uh, Phillips, the runner. Yep. Trelaw in the guts. Trelaw in the guts provides the run and dash. I mean, Stevenson's a bit of an X factor. X factor kicking goals for them. Yeah, so they're missing a bit. Well, they're three in their best twenty-two. Mm. Um, that's going to impact any club, especially when you consciously don't replace them. So, I, yeah, I fail to see where the people go. Oh, if Buckley doesn't make finals, he's gone. You, you couldn't realistically go into the season and expect them to to make finals. And one thing supporters and Collingwood are probably learning now that. A lot of the kids like uh, Dacos and Brown that looked really good last year, they were probably the 8th, ninth, 10th midfielder. Now they're the 4th, 5th, 6th midfielder, and it, it's not as easy. We often talk about it with key forwards. When you're the when you're the third tall or the 4th forward, you know, you can look good because you haven't really got too much defensive attention on you. But when you're the main man, suddenly it becomes harder because you've got the best defender on you. And this is what these midfielders finding it. If they haven't got Trelaw and all these guys winning the ball for them, they have to win it themselves, and they're they're finding it difficult. So I'm not as shocked and stunned. I I don't get the. It's because it's Collingwood and it yeah, you know, it sells team. papers yeah. and all that sort of jazz. But yeah. yeah, yeah, they're in trouble. Uh, Saturday, Western Bulldogs took on Gold Coast Dogs by 62 points. Game over early. This one, 11 goals to one in the opening half, and the Dogs. Just keep on rolling. And that goal, know, on top of the ladder. And that West Coast, uh, West Coast, and that Gold Coast goal was in the last ninety seconds of the sec- <laughs> of the second quarter. They were looking at it was bringing back memories. I don't know if you remember the game where Essendon 
Essendon played Gold Coast early on in, yes. and I think they were 15 goals to zip early in the second quarter yeah. or something like that. It sort of had that, it had that vibe to it. It was, um, it was pretty unattractive from a Gold Coast perspective, but gee whiz, these, this doggies team are just chugging along absolutely gorgeously. They, they just look so good and, and winners all over the ground. Um, you look at the like compare this midfield to the Collingwood midfield. Oh, you go back a year older. Yeah, these are a year older to their prime, so they're getting better with age. So Bontempelli played his hundred and fiftieth. So all still pretty. Oh, it'd be late twenties, twenty seven probably something like that. Twenty eight. Um, then you got Dunkley. Dunkley's just a McRae, Hunter, Libba, Libba. Like it's crazy what they've got in that midfielder. They, they've probably got. I mean, they're eighth best midfielder. Probably top four in every other would club. start on the yeah. centre square for most other clubs yeah, exactly, and, and that's the thing. Like the names you rolled off, and they just they just get so much of it. You think, hang on, how can they all? They can't all get thirty touches, or they can't all, you know, have big days. But they do. I mean, Dunkley thirty eight with eight tackles and two goals. McRae thirty five. Bontempelli thirty four and three goals. You're not losing. You're not losing. Game. Look, most sides would kill for one of those in a, in, a, in a side. They've got three of them. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. Um, again, smart from West Coast, uh, West Coast, Western Bulldogs to rest Steph Martin in this one. No Ruckman. Gold Coast got no Ruckman. Great opportunity to boo Young Sweet, who did some nice things. And the good thing was they brought Sweet in. They didn't change the role that English is playing. Which at the moment is primary is a forward, primary yeah. half forward who pinch hits in totally the run. leading. I don't know if after the end of the, the round mm-hmm. but was leading contested marker in the competition this year. Tim English. Well, that's it again. Another thing where teams don't have the opportunity to get numbers back, and as the game goes on, the big guys don't get any smaller. Um, and you know, especially I'd love to see the breakdown of first half to second half for someone like. English because he he's a terrific athlete as well and keeps going. Um, Norton is becoming everything that we thought he might be. Again, I got to admit I was I was filthy when they moved him from the back line forward because I, I thought he's a terrific centre half back. But it's been a, it's been the making yeah, of him with two goals and shows and shows that it's harder to get a good key forward than it is a good key back. You know I've obviously so I've sometimes talked about how failed forwards have gone to become very good defenders um, it, they're hard to find so if you've got someone like Norton who can play forward and take a grab and kick goals play him there which is again maybe why the Darcy Moore situation at Collingwood is you might just yeah, have to play yeah, him Mason Cox can't take marks yeah it's it's funny it's interesting the move they, they dropped him we didn't really touch on that but is, have they sort of drawn a bit of a line there and decided that he's not the he's just not the answer going going forward anyway but um the doggies here, the, the only thing they'd be a little upset about, and it's the one part of the ground that they probably can't cop injuries in, is another key defender falling over. Bailey, Bailey Williams hurt himself. I'm not sure how serious uh, it is. Um, Shoulder. So hopefully hopefully not too bad because it's it's one area that they don't have a whole lot of, of, of cover in. Um, one guy I just want to give a shout out to quickly, Taylor Jurea, the ex, uh, the ex hawk, has fitted in really nicely. Him and Hayden Crozier as the, the two half backs have sort of booted, um, 
Johansson out of that spot. Johansson is sort of playing a almost small forward, rotating half forward type role. So he's he's lost his spot back there. So they yeah, crazy is good intercept marker. Does get across and loves a hanger. Loves very, a hanger. Very good hanger. And with him and Dreyer, both lovely ball users as well as as intercept markers. Uh, so look there, you don't need me to tell them they're fine. Poor old sons are. They're struggling. They're battling away. They sort of they toiled against Carlton last week in what probably was the worst game ever seen in the history of the sport. <laughs> um, in very different conditions here, they were just they were just completely yeah. outmatched. Couple of shout outs. Uh, Jay Farrow playing his second game. Great to see a number fifty out there. Mm. What, what number is Ben Brown going to wear for Melbourne? Yeah, look, he's fifty. I saw him playing in the Rezies today. He was wearing fifty. Uh, and Will Powell tried hard across, uh, tried hard across halfback, but yeah. doggies lying. Uh, Sydney took on the Giants. Giants by two points. Uh, Kelly with the uh, winner late in the game with a minute to go. Um, everything just opened up for him. It did. It, it did. Yeah. It was Sam Reed with the hit out towards the point area. The two Sydney defenders ran to the other side of the pack and Kelly just swooped around the other side and it was poor by Sydney that they didn't have anyone on the defensive side yeah. and no one stood with Josh Kelly. So it was in, yeah. And it was a poor hit out because it was a sort of, and it was funny I heard Josh Kelly interviewed after the game and he actually said, oh, you know, I talked to, I assume it was Mummy in the ruck and that was the spot that they emptied out for the hit. And Sam Reed hit straight. And there. Sam Reed, yeah. So Mummy didn't win the hit out, but Sam Reed said, Don't worry, champ, I'll take it from here. And just, <laughs> Let me show you how it's done. And he just popped it yeah. on the perfect spot for him. Um, but Giants never really looked like winning this un- until they won it. Like Sydney yeah. were, were pretty much in front um, all day. And the, the, the bit I enjoyed from the Giants here was the they got that bit of grunt back in the in the midfield. Uh, the in and under guys um, did a did a really good job. So you had Callum Ward in there, Tom Green finally playing, you know the position he should be playing in there. Hopper, Taranto, um, all had double digit contested possessions, which is where you've got to beat Sydney because they yeah they love that sort of stuff. You know they've got Kennedy and Parker in there as well, and um, I think Kennedy had thirteen, but all the others thirteen. Um, but the next were all. Um, uh, we're all giants. I'll tell you the highlight of this game it was undoubtedly that giants jumper. Yes, that charcoal. That is, yeah, yeah, that is just, outstanding. We were discussing this like what, a week, just a couple of weeks ago in our yep. in our chat. And yep. it was, uh, yeah, everyone uh, loved it. And uh, one of the one of the blokes in the chat has did purchase one. Yeah, and I'm not a million miles away from doing it either. <laughs> it's a um, it's it's a tremendous uh, it's a tremendous jumper. Uh, and another just shout out a rare rare feat. Toby Green one goal seven. Fantastic, tremendous stuff. <laughs> Don't see enough of that these days. Absolutely fantastic. It was seven straight behinds until he got the goal. I was about to well, say, it. so it was the perfect time for That's him to get the goal. Absolutely great work. But um, he was true and. Bloody mummy did it again. He backed up two weeks in a row. The bloke who retired in, I'm going to say the late nineties, <laughs> um, keeps um, keeps getting it done. Meanwhile, for the the Swans, buddy with five was fantastic and looks in great nick. To be brutal, he does. Honestly. I think the problem there though for the Swans on on that in the afternoon was uh, buddy keep five. They only had three goal kickers in the end. Oh wow, they did too. Look yeah, at that. So you're going to have to find very some buddy more, conscious. Uh, um, I'm not saying buddy conscious, but they just need. 
as 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 comfortable they were as winning, all they did was stop a couple of votes. It didn't seem yeah. like anyone else was going to be able to score. Yeah, really. And good point. in the end, they end up losing by the two points. So, and uh, a loss for the, for the Swans. Hopefully, not too yeah. bad. Yeah, uh, Tom Hickey with a bit of a knee on knee in the, in yeah, the ruck contest. Looked. So, hopefully, it's not a PCL because that's what normally about a ten weeker. And he's really, really. He's been one of the recruits. We talk about Steph Martin of the Bulldogs being one of the recruits of the year. This guy's been fantastic for the for the Swans. So, and I don't know if they've already. I'm not sure if Callum Sinclair is is fit. So I don't I'm know sure, what yeah. a ready replacement um, is there. And that did cost them late when Sam Reed had to go into the uh, the ruck against Mummy um, against Mummy late. But a fair play to the Giants. I mean, obviously under the enormous pressure there early in the season, and that's. So back to back wins. They beat Collingwood win, last yeah. week and yeah. this. So. That's their first three. Um, two and zero with uh, Toby Green leading them mm. as well. Coincidence? I don't know. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I think he does get them to lift, as I think everyone would around him. Yeah. Um, oh. All right. Saturday night, Carlton took on Port Adelaide at uh-huh. the MCG. Power at home by 28 points. Um, Power kicked away in that third quarter. That was six goals to two. Blues were just horrible. The skills were oh. just, oh my God, unbelievable. It was hard to watch. Um, doesn't help when your captain takes a mark and or gets about twenty meters out no directly in front, and just misses it as well. So, yeah, wasn't <laughs> that unexpected this result? And I, a lot of people pumped up Carlton to oh. be chances. I looked at the odds before the game. I looked at the line; it was one and a half points. There was massive so money. I put some money on that and collected nicely. Oh, well done! Congratulations! <laughs> I, I, I was you're joking. Yeah, no but there was massive money for yes. Carlton. I remember noticing this on uh, on Saturday. Um, Gambler knows they came from about two fifty to almost equal favourites, which, like you say, the line was nearly bang on, yeah. bang on. And I, I mean, I get it. A couple of injuries for Port Adelaide. It's not Charlie Dixon and I, guys I know that. I know that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to justify the punters out there getting excited. And then there's this combination of there just seems to be a lot of hype around. Carlton, and like I say, if there's one part of the Carlton organisation that is working at an elite level, it's the PR department. They are absolutely outstanding. We're selling memberships like we're going for our fifth flag in a row, and we have not improved one iota. It is incredibly frustrating. These blokes don't know how to kick. They just put themselves under pressure. It is just woeful. Mark Williams on the radio, the assistant, or is he some sort of assistant coach in Melbourne? Melbourne. Yeah, he, he's got some Sharon kicking skill. Oh, he does. Yeah, involved with, he said goodbye. I think maybe we should send a freaking about a hundred of them down to Carlton for all the here. developments going on down there. Uh, look, yeah, they're extremely uh, frustrating team to support, and uh, people are sort of naive to it all and go, "Oh, look, you had just as many scoring shots, and you know, twenty-eight points, a little bit here or there." No, 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 no. Port Adelaide were in dead set third gear during this game. And they just... And the thing was, even if they didn't win a clearance, which they won plenty of, it was all good because they knew if they just put Carlton under the modicum of pressure, <laughs> we'd give them the ball and then they were away. Yeah, it was... They kept turning over in the, in the midfield. It was just the way they went. It was just... Uh. And then I thought Brennan Bolton was back there in the last quarter and I saw them bombing long to uh, Gibbons in an outnumber. Which was brought back glory days of about this time two years ago when we were playing Gold Coast and um, we were bombing long up the line to uh, to Gibbons against three tall defenders and that's not yeah great. it's frustrating. I, look, Cripps is clearly injured. I mean, he can't turn. 
Like if you if he moves off a straight if you move off a straight line, he can't he can't turn. He's that good. He still ends up getting twenty five possessions or whatever. And Walsh again was terrific. But gee whiz, there's a, a lot of guys out that you look at and what, think watching sad play. Someone gets himself in the trouble. Oh so yeah, often. yeah, yeah. Whether yeah, and then just left foot hail mary kicks down the line. So well, kicks that doesn't up. help us again. AFL website, they've named him in the best players. Yeah. Uh, you, love, you love a neat, lovely, beautiful, yeah. neat, neat kick. Yeah. He ain't going to make your 22, is he? Not at the moment, no. But in, in fairness, he's, um, he's he's a long way from the worst of them there. I, I kind of want to change the subject, so let's talk about Port Adelaide. Um, again, it was a pretty even performance from them. Like... Boke was uh, Boke ended up with twenty nine cosies, but didn't yeah, he got tagged by uh, Kerno. Yeah. yeah, you know, so he didn't really have a a, a big impact. Um, you know, they had a good distribution of goal kickers. Um, Georgiades kicked three. Robbie Gray, she got a lot of room at times. Robbie Gray, it was extraordinary. Um, you know, Fantasia two, Dixon two. You know, they got Marshall and Lysette and Rosie. Look, they're Got quite a lot of threats when they yeah. when they when they go forward. Yeah, you mentioned Greg George Yards, Fantasia Dixon. They got ten goals between them. And that's what that that's what they're after. They want that balance. Yeah, when they're going forward, and then the other guys bob up, don't they? Marshall that, only one goal, so that's and that's the thing. You hold a like I thought Weedering actually did quite a good job on Dixon, all things considered, but it didn't matter because they had other blokes popping up, kicking goals uh, all over the place. Um. Big shout out to Levi, who yeah. probably kicked his first goal for the year and <laughs> gave the double python, which I thought was a little bit oh, early on when the game was alive. Mate, he's had the worst four weeks of football I've seen from anyone. He kicks a goal finally. <laughs> he's given he's given double pythons. How about you just <laughs> how about you just string together like fifteen consecutive minutes of good footy, and we'll we'll save the double pythons for when um, you and or the team have actually achieved anything. So I thought that was a bit. That was a bit cheeky, but no, it was a bit fun in games. Um, Port Adelaide, it's a great win for them because these are the sort of games that interstate teams can slip up, like a middle-of-the-road Victorian team in Melbourne, and we've seen this with the Eagles over the journey, that yeah. these are the sort of games that, that you find out whether the interstate teams, if they're fair income or not, they win these sort of games. And Port Port won this and, and won this uh, with a modicum of with a modicum of ease, so they're going nicely. Uh, Carlton, uh, look, I could go on, but I, but I won't. Yeah, all right. Brisbane Essendon. I don't think any of us watched this. So oh, I did well to watch Carlton, let alone. Oh, and I was pissing down yeah, in Brisbane. Fifty-seven points, wet night. Lions seven goals to one in the opening half, and that was basically it. Joe Danaher played against his old team. If you didn't know, he kicked two goals, had twenty-five cozies. So. Not a bad performance. That one. Friggin he yeah. must have been friggin' everywhere. You feel numbers there. Um, a good comeback by by Brisbane. They've um, good to be home. Yeah, I was going to say first thing, nice nice to be home. And like you say, with all the weather we've been having in in Melbourne over the last little while, if you had one game that was going to be played in wet conditions, i I wouldn't have backed um, I wouldn't have backed the game in Brisbane. Uh, to be it, but um, I'll just wait. Like let's say this game was over at maybe quarter time, certainly, yeah, certainly half time. Yeah. Hugh McCluggage, huge, very big, uh, very big game. And Lockie Neal, I mean, Lockie Neal's had a very yeah. quiet start to, 
38. So yeah, maybe, maybe it's he's maybe he's a, a fractured back or something like that. He's got something wrong with back. He went and had scans on the back, and it wasn't um, apparently it wasn't um, it wasn't all positive. But uh, yeah, 38, 38 cozies for him, thirty five cozies for Lions, thirty two cozies for McCluggage. Um, and Oscar McInerney dominant in the ruck, obviously with two meter Peter still being there. Uh, uh, their number one, uh, their number one ruck was always going to make it difficult. Add to the fact that uh, Essendon's best player, I would say, in Jordan Ridley, uh, went off early with concussion and will obviously miss this game. But because and of Anzac the Day. protocols, will miss uh, will miss Anzac Day. So um, another another injury to to add to the list for the for the Bombers. Fair play, Kyle Hooker to kick four goals. Mm. Yeah, good we, effort. <laughs> yeah, McStay returned as well for. Yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. He's sort of forgotten man a bit. Yeah. McStay with it all. Yeah. All right. Sunday, Adelaide took on Fremantle. Dockers by twelve points. Good win for them on the road. They yeah. Managed to get four straight goals from midway in that last quarter after they trailed by eleven points and and got the job done. Um, Tabana four goals. The tab. What are you mean? He's been around a while. It does feel like he's been around yeah. for a long time. He's actually older than you think. He's been around that long, so. Are you Googling him? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to guess 27. You reckon he's older, though? Oh, yeah, 20, 28, 29, something like that. Yeah, it turns 28 in June. Yeah. So he has been around, been a, long, around, around, has been around, around a long time. Yeah, it's always tough probably playing in those um, Ross Lyon sides oh, in the days. Imagine so. being a key forward yeah. and those sort of things. <laughs> so, I didn't kick any goals this week. Back to the, back to the twos. But, yeah, free matter. We kicked six for the game and we won. So yeah, that's, that's right. That really that's all it's about. Them. So they probably a uh, good win for them to get one on the road. It's always the tough ones when you're not a, a great side as Fremantle this year. I mean, and Adelaide had, had been playing some really good football, mm. and at home, um, most I picked Adelaide to win. As I think most people would have. Yeah, and I yeah. think you would have been you would have been right to do so. I mean, um, especially the form that we've talked about Fremantle being a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde side about being you know looking quite impressive at home as they did against uh, Hawthorne last week. And then you see them against Carlton there a couple of weeks ago. They were awful. So, um, you know, you had every right to think Adelaide would be would be favourites here. And it looked like it was going that way. Adelaide were a couple of goals up at half-time in a, uh, look, a fairly vanilla affair. Let's be brutally frank. It was five goals to three at half-time and, and the game didn't reach any great heights. And young Adam Chera, who um, apparently is coming to Carlton, just like, you know, every other player in the world is next year, um, hurt himself, so he got subbed. Um, and Cher has been enormous for them in the in the games they've played. Well, he's been he's been outstanding. Him and Brayshaw are the two you know young guns in that midfield. Yeah. So for him to for him to go down and for Freo still to fight back in that um in that in that second half was um was huge. And again, Benjamin Button, David Mundy just keeps doing it again. What just, do you end up with? Uh, it's, what are you, 28, 28 yeah. and eight tackles and a goal. Not bad. Luke Ryan was outstanding in in defence. Seemed to intercept um, everything. It was a good weekend for a couple of those sort of tall intercept defenders. Um, and Luke Ryan was top of the list. Twenty four cosies, ten marks, but it was just his. He's just so clean. Like he doesn't he doesn't double grab. He, he's great mark and he's quite good below his knees for for a big guy. Um, Fife, I read some stat where he had some, like, 31 pressure acts, whatever pressure acts are, <laughs> but he had 31 of them. So that's uh, good on him. Well done. <laughs> Hope they get Brownlow votes for you. But, um, 
Uh, and Brayshaw back to his best, uh, 33, because he's had some pretty tight tags the last mm. uh, fortnight. So for to him him to free up the shackles. But, um, but yeah, uh, for the Crows... Um, Tex Watch, of course. Yeah, two, two goals, goals, two goals, goals three. Took a, took a bit of a hanger as well. So Gee, That was early on until yeah. he took the hanger. That was... Um, that was not. Although I didn't, I didn't notice. And Griffin Lowe got the job, which was yeah, interesting. Back for yeah, as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and it was good to see him back. Obviously, he's missed a heap of footy. That guy, and he's super, uh, he's super talented. But I noticed he had a bit of a strap on his calf in the second half. So hopefully, all's all's okay with uh, with Taylor Walker. Um, yeah, look, like I say, this this game's sort of hard to talk too much about. But like I say, huge second half from Frio. Uh, away from home and took their opportunities. A guy I've been critical of the past, Travis Collier, actually kicked a couple of really good goals in uh, in in this one as well. So yeah, they'd be stoked with that Freo. That's a great result from them on the road. Yeah, Tex still leads the Coleman by five. He's on twenty two goals, five goals ahead of Josh Bruce and Jack Rio. Guess who's fourth? Equal fourth. Uh, Mackay can't. Who's equal with? Who's the other bloke? Uh, booty. Who? Buddy. No. Kyle Hooker. Get out. Yes. There you go. 16 goals. So. Oh, fair play to him. Not bad. Hawthorne, right. Melbourne. Demons by 50 points. This wasn't much of a game. Oh. But then in the final quarter, it was at 10 points in three-quarter time. Hawks got the opening goal of the quarter. And I think Demons hit the next seven of eight goals. They and just they went mushka, didn't 50 they? 50 points in head. So, um, big win. And they need to get a big win to keep their percentage up if they're going to tra- trace track down the... Uh, the Bulldogs, whose percentage is about four million at this stage, but they finally kicked away as they should because they were dominant all game. Yeah, yeah, just they could were. Not get it done on the scoreboard, but finally the floodgates open, and yeah, fifty points. Hawthorne would be disappointed with that. Oh, they really yeah. let it get out of hand, well and, the and the mate of mine who uh, had Melbourne one to thirty nine as the last league of his multi was extremely disappointed <laughs> with the way with the way it blew out as well. <laughs> Did receive some feedback wow. from him, um, but. Like you say, the writing was on the wall here a fair way out that, you know, if Melbourne ever sort of, you know, they blazed away. Um, 15, 14 to 8 or 6. The yeah, and score. their delivery inside 50, particularly in the second quarter when they had a heap of the footy. And that's the thing, when you play against well-structured teams like Clarko's team, you can't just bomb it in. You've got to lower, you've got to lower your eyes and hit up targets. And, you know, they, they, finally, they finally did that. Um, Gorn was terrific. Uh, it took 10 marks Again, yeah, yeah. And kicked, he kicked a goal or two He might have kicked two No, he got one um, But he was terrific Him and Oliver again in the middle uh, Really dominant Petrarca again His numbers might not be as sexy as they were last week But his influence We talk about goal kicking midfielders You know, there's another 23 yeah. Cozzies and two, two goals. goals Yeah, Ed Langdon three goals on the wing as well Yeah, wow Yeah, he's been a He's had a great year Yeah, he's had a great year Yeah um, and also, Kaziah uh, Pickett with five scoring shots again, and just looks so dangerous. Like everyone sort of holds their breath when he's around the when he's around the ball. He's the he is the the real deal. And you forget you turn on the reserves who were playing earlier on in the day. And you, I think Wiedemann kicked seven, and Ben Brown's getting back three, in, getting yeah. back into action. And of course, this team's without without Stephen May as well to to come back in. So. Gee whiz, if you're a Demons fan, you're um, 
you know, you're, you're, you're up and a, you're up and about, aren't you? Are you shocked at how well they are going? Uh, I thought they underperformed after that from the, when they made the prelim final. Yeah, they really. I don't want to happen there, but yeah, I expected them to be better the next. Even in 2020, I expected them to be better, and they still weren't great. But yep. now this year, they've really turned it on. So, uh, shout out to everyone involved at the club. But are you shocked? How, how, no, well, how well? no, yeah, no, no. From the perspective, I look at their team on paper and go, "That's a top four team." Yes, in the fact that they haven't shown they've been a top yeah. four team at any stage in the last three years when I've thought they've had the capability and capacity to be able to do that. So. No, because when I see them on paper and when it all, I think you'd look at it and you go, when this clicks, it's going to be really, really good. The last two years. Well, that's it. Maybe some things just take a a little while and, you know, the guys that they recruited might have taken a year to get into the system or what have you. But um, they're clicking now, Willow. They're they're going really, really well. They've got um, Luke Jackson plays a great role for them. Like he's sort of. You know, people think he might not have been getting a game if Wiedemann and or Brown were fit. But he's the perfect second ruck. Like, he does a great job, um, whether it's when he's in the forward line or when he's giving Gorn a chop out. And it's not like he's a complete um, loss when he's in the forward line as well. He can take a grab. So I know Wiedemann kicked seven and we all got big raps on Wiedemann. It's it's this bloke who's probably keeping him out at the moment and, and there'll be no hurry to... I don't think be in any massive hurry to change that, which is a, a great sign. And competition for spots is um is what you is what That's you one want. Benefit of having two shit years after making the prelim final, you get, you, high get you get another you get another draft pick on an already impressive list. Um, Salem very good across half back again. He's a wonderful ball user. We talk about lovely left foot kicks, and he certainly falls into that into that bracket. Um, Milcham back kicking goals. Yep. Mitch Brown. <laughs> he just won't go don't, away, Mitch Brown. I don't think he'll keep his spot. Yeah, he'll I was going to say, Wiedemann might be eyeing off his spot a little <laughs> yeah. more than, uh, than, than Luke Jackson's. But he just keeps fucking popping up this play. It's, it's just absolutely good on him. Like, yeah. fantastic. But um, got the most out of his... Uh, oh, he's, he's his squeezed the... <laughs> he squeezed the towel bone yeah. dry. Um, so, uh, he was terrific. Um... No real standouts for the uh Jarman Impey continues his good year across uh, across half back. Um Tom Mitchell had a classic game where he had thirty two touches but Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd... Someone gave I've only got you to play someone's handball to him running past. And he's taking about three steps and just stopped the guard sideways. Yeah. Like, it's like, not really did, what you, you want. Did you did you really have to you, I could have kind of done that myself, you know, I didn't really need to give that to yeah, you. Yeah, we'll yeah, and, and you've and stopped and chipped it nine so, metres backwards. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't right. So, so you know, it's not the bloke you want. And it's not with chain. with a player like Tom Mitchell, it's not about the number. It's about what he does with them and, and um and all the yeah, rest. He had a lot of good runners around him. And that's the trick, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why you hope a Giath, uh, Impy, these sort of guys, if he can get the ball yeah. and then distribute out, and then they can they can get on their they can get on their bikes. But uh, look, Melbourne, the scoreline blew out a bit, but yeah, um, they were, they deserve to be comfortable winners, and and they were, and they're going along really, really well. All right, Geelong North Melbourne, the final game is crushing. Wow, thirty <sighs> points in the end. I think a bit similar to what um, Hawthorne and Melbourne were. Geelong were dominating. They kicked ten goals seventeen in the end, so they should have. They kicked away in that last quarter late, but not yeah. quite as much as what Melbourne did. 
I mean, North are in it to three-quarter time, but always that lack of talent at, the, at North Melbourne is always going to be an issue. And, yeah, Cats hold on and, yeah. They were super competitive here, North, for three quarters. They really had a... Um, they really, they really had a crack. Um, there was one handball by Ben Cunnington. I don't know how much of this game you watched. It was a left-hand handball. He gave the sort of don't argue. And it must have been a 15-metre left-hand handball that was flat as... A, it was the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. He was... Um, I like watching him. Oh, so do I. Yeah. He's like, wow. He doesn't he's have... Re- legitimately really good, and he plays in such a bad team that he's... And he's such a different player. Like, he's not the... The athlete that we sort of look to these days, he's not 200 centimetres, great athlete, can freaking run 2Ks in 90 seconds or whatever. He's just an old school footballer. He's tough, he's hard, he wins his own footy, and he's just got great hands. And you can't tackle him. No, you can't. And his handball setups, I mean, you got Tom Mitchell ones, with your little dinky. Yeah, there. but he's like, a real. It's like, a, it's yeah. like a Greg Williams handball. Yes. He just goes bang, yep. away you go. Yep. Like, he's fantastic to watch. Yeah, he's, they really clear the contest. And, and he's missed so much last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought he was really good in this in this game. 29 cozies and a goal, 15 contested possessions leading on the ground. Um, the move of Jack Zeeble to half back, it's been, it's been great for his stats. I don't know if they're ever going to win a game, but he's had 33 kicks. Wow. What was that last week? Bose was like at 31. Jack Bose had 31. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just new record now. Oh, it just kept going. It's like higher, higher. It just keeps, yeah. he was going to play, it's going to get 40 kicks by the end of the, uh, by, by the end of the season. So many points would have helped Zeeble if he does the kick ins. Yeah, well, yeah, actually, really good point. <laughs> There's 17 of them, he's so he's good. Yeah, you'd be counting them. Oh, freaking I thought you'd be counting them. And you get some cheeky halfback that runs, oh, I'll take it, so I'll take it. No, no. <laughs> but we're, we're on, we're open. No, 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 no. Uh, stick to the game. Uh, see the other two. Actually, and what I do, I, I get them encouraged. Oh, no, quick, duck off to the pocket. I'll, <laughs> I'll kick it here. And then they run off and are like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll just take two steps out of the box and just yes. kick long. Thank you. <laughs> One possession, O'Sullivan, two L's. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, uh, where were we? Oh, you just racking up meaning. Talk about people who rack up meaningless touches in defence, which is a bit unfair on Jack because he, he does a in, a, in a team that lacks experience, um, He I think he's doing a really good job back there. I know he's great for my super coach team, but. Uh, He's he's doing a um, he's doing a terrific job. Shout out to um, the other McKay here too. I thought he did a really good job on 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 Tom Hawkins. Ben McKay. Ben McKay. Um, gee, they look similar, don't they? <laughs> when you see them, <laughs> they really they really do. They could easily if they just wanted to pull a Swifty and Ben was sick of playing in the back line. He could just yeah. put on Harry's kit and play full forward, and we wouldn't we wouldn't bat too much of an eyelid. It'd just be play on. I think Harry struggles a full back. Doesn't strike me as the most accountable of cats, Harry. <laughs> ben, you know, Ben's doing it under sufferance. So like, okay, I get it. I'm a, oh, you, do, you need a fullback, but I'm not sure Harry would get the job. I'm pre- ben would do it full forward, all right. Harry fullback, not yep. so much. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the North guys because Geelong it was very, um, very workmanlike. They sort of did what they they did what they had to. A young Bonar, I thought, was good in defence as well. No, he was playing on guys. Bonner, Bonner even. Do you got Bonner? Bonner? I don't know. Bono? I don't know. Aiden? Aiden. From GWS, uh, I thought did a 
did a, did a good job. But for the the Cats, we were talking about uh, Luke Ryan earlier. Uh, another guy who plays a very similar role for his side is Tom Stewart, and he was just Mister Everywhere in a game that was quite scrappy and messy at times. This guy was just clean as he was. Um, Steady, Cosy's eleven marks. But just his, and even at below ground level, if he wasn't taking the mark, he was just reading the play. He's, he's just a gun. He really is a very, very good player. Um, Brandon Parfitt coming back into the side had a, had a big day out as well. I don't remember him ever getting more than 34 cosies in a game. So he was, um, he was big in a game where Selwood and Dangerfield did very little. Yeah, Dangerfield with the ankle. Went off, went off late. Yeah. So hopefully everything's, everything's all right then. But even, even before then, he wasn't, he wasn't doing a whole lot, and Selwood got tagged um, by Kane Turner, which worked to be a great move by our by the new coach there to turn him from a a goal sneak small forward to a to a tagger. That's a couple of good jobs he's uh, he's done this year. I think he uh, he had someone last week, didn't he? Yeah, yeah can't remember. Can't remember again. Probably should do some homework on that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, but uh, but he did all right. Did you see the the, the hit on Aaron Hall? I missed that one, no. That was against Duncan. And- Fascinating. So uh, let me let me take you there, Willow. Um, Aaron Hall uh, is running towards goal. He's probably 55 out uh, on the run and unloads. And Mitch Duncan jumps up to sort of smother the ball, but jumps up and towards Hall. And he actually sort of turns his back while he's in the air and makes contact with Hall. And Hall was almost, you know, knocked out. Like, he was knocked in the middle of next week. So it was an interesting one that the contact was incidental, but, you know, he's made head-high contact. What, did he hit him with his arms or his head? Or? I, it was his body. Maybe his hip got him in the head. Um, but it was just an odd one, that's all. It should have been, a, at the very least, it should have been a free kick down downfield, but... I'm just going to watch the video now. You do it, because it's a... Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one, and you... Good. Podcasts, you can't. Uh, yeah, just hold your hold your computer up to the microphone so everyone can watch <laughs> it. Um, but it was just a bit of a it was just a bit of an odd one. And it, yeah, so it just happened. So it's the kick from fifty meters. All right, talking is live yeah. through it here. This is exclusive stuff here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. There's the replay. The first bit wasn't in HD. Now it's caught up. He wasn't even watching the ball. No, he's turned around. He's like, yeah. So it's it, just. Yeah, interesting one. And it didn't even look like it got him in the head, but it obviously did because he was in a... Well, his arm goes back. He's yeah. Like, um, I don't know. He yeah, looked in know, a fair bit of trouble. I don't know. Aaron Hall always, always strikes me as the, the kind of... Yeah, no well, free kick. Field. Yeah, no, it wasn't paid. No. But Aaron Hall always sort of strikes me as the guy like, if there was any way to get out of playing footy, he kind of <laughs> would. So he's like, oh, if I stay down here, I reckon, you know, they've got a sub, they'll be right. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah, oh, first night. Yeah, definitely mm. should have been a downfield free kick. Mm. Yeah. You got anything else in this game? Uh, the only other thing, I'd, uh, oh, what's his name, the Bulldogs bloke, Luke Dowhouse, who was better today. I think he's been pretty ordinary the first month, but he was better today. I'm giving him a smack on the wrist. Young Sam DeConey, brother of Tom, debuting. Mm-hmm. Ball drops in the goal square, about a metre out. There's two Geelong blokes there ready to kick the open goal. You'd leave it, you'd leave it for the bloke playing his first game, wouldn't you? Yeah, nah, fuck it. He grabs it and celebrates like he's won his third Melbourne Cup. Jesus, Lukey. That's poor. I know you're having a rough trot and you probably needed the goal for your own confidence, but, yeah, be better. All right. Be better. <laughs> uh, let's look ahead to round six, Friday night. 
Giants take on the Bulldogs. This is up in Manuka. Manuka, Canberra, the nation's capital. Um, dogs. How can, how can you possibly tip against the Dogs? All right, Saturday, early game, Geelong and the Eagles down at Geelong. Oh, reminds us of trips in the past, heading down on the... Yeah, that one oh, great one. Oh, came back, that's oh, right. Was it 2000? Was it the Premiership year? 2006? Well, I mean, 2005. Yeah, that was a fair win, that one. No Judd. And the famous day day where Juppie was pointing at the the umpire's coach. Yep. And I thought he was pointing at me, and I absolutely shit myself. Yep. I think everyone thought he was pointing at us. Yeah. 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 And I do believe there was a young Frenchman in the back row who came down as the travelling emergency. There was. A young Mark Lacroix. Yes, he looked about 12. He did. (laughs) He really did. That's right. The Frenchman. Yes. Uh, I'm sure he remembers that day fondly. I'm sure he does. Yeah, he did enjoy on the West Coast. Um, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Geelong, I'll with go, absolutely no confidence. I'll go West Coast just for mm. something different. Uh, Suns and Swans, Metricon. Gee, if Hickey doesn't fit, this could be the battle of the five foot nine Ruckman. Um, uh, Sydney. Yeah, Sydney, but gamble or may or may not have had a bet before the JWS game that Sydney was $3.50 not to make the eight. Okay. I'm convinced they'll fall in a hole. The kids won't keep going. That's a fair, yeah. fair bet. Yeah. yeah, I think they'll probably win this, yes. but um, they'll they'll lose a lot more than they win going forward. Uh, Carlton, Brisbane, uh, Twilight, Saturday afternoon, Marvel. Brisbane? How can, you, how, can you, how can you tip them, Willow? How can you tip them? You can't. Um, the traditional, now traditional, Anzac Eve game, Melbourne and Richmond, MCG. I've been to a couple of these. They're, they're, they're normally pretty good games. And this now? Yeah. Oh, sorry, it just dawned on me now. Like, yeah, that's this, this, to... yeah, I know, you were trying to build it up. And I, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't picking up what you were putting down, Melbourne Willow. Apologies. Richmond. Yeah, Melbourne, Richmond, that'd be a good one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should have built this up, Willow. This is a really good game. Um, uh, Richmond, but real looking for, I might try and... Attend this actually. This looks like it'll be a ripper. All right. Oh God. Oh. I'll just go with the. I'll go with Melbourne. Yeah. Just why not? Lost the game. Why not? Uh, Fremantle North. Wow. <laughs> I'm definitely going to Melbourne Richmond now because <laughs> it'll force me not to watch Fremantle versus North. Oh, God bless the score in the bottom right hand corner on Foxtel games. Oh, oh yeah. cool. Don't have to change nothing, the channel. Nothing to see there. <laughs> As you were. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Fremantle, but yeah, who cares? Fremantle as well, right? Anzac Day. Oh, look at this. Uh, Hawthorne, Adelaide. This is down in Tassie. Yeah, good on them. Uh, Hawthorne, don't care. This will be horrible Adelaide. to watch. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And now the, the big traditional ones, Collingwood and Essendon. Oh, oh they should swap them. Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne, Richmond should be, Melbourne, Richmond should be the big one. Wow. Oh, wow. A Ridley-less Essendon. Degoeyless Collingwood. Howless Collingwood. Uh, Maybe Cox full though. Cox yes. might be back. Wow. Um, I'm tipping Collingwood because I have to tip someone. Jeez, it's going to be a hard round to tip, isn't it? It's going to be a hard round to watch. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that Essendon. Just, why not? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> Either, either tip is a crap tip because they're... <laughs> uh, Port Adelaide and uh, St Kilda is the last game. Oh, Port Adelaide, comfortably. Yeah, Port Adelaide in that one. Wow. That's... Tip is nightmare. Yeah, good Some luck. those games. Good luck there. Huge. Can we have a quick Brucey at the ladder before we wrap it up? We can. On top, Western Bulldogs, five wins. 
Bang. Um, percentage ahead of Melbourne, who are also on five wins. On four wins in third is Sydney, and Port Adelaide are fourth. Then we get down to the teams with three wins, which we have five. Richmond, West Coast, Adelaide, and Fremantle out of the eight. And Geelong. Did you say Geelong? Geelong? I missed Geelong. Geelong, yep. eighth. Yeah, Fremantle, ninth. Yep. Percentage out. Not by much. Then we have the two-win teams, which is Brisbane, Carlton, Giants, and St. Kilda. So Brisbane have moved up. They're only mm-hmm. game now out of the eight, so you expect them to climb into the eight. On one win, you have Essendon at 14, down 15, Sun, 16, Collingwood, and 17th is Hawthorne. And North Melbourne, winless at this stage after five weeks. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So you expect Brisbane to climb up. They've got their percentage above 100 as well, even though they've only won so it's two games. I would think there's going to be a minimum of two teams drop out of that. Um, I think, well, I think Adelaide, Adelaide would definitely drop out and... I'm of the view that Sydney will drop out, and I'm of the view that Brisbane will go in. Good luck picking the team that out, the other team that goes in. Advantage Sydney now. Isn't well, it? it's advantage Sydney yeah. because the rest of them are shit. <laughs> <laughs> we might only have seven in the finals this year. Will <laughs> yeah, interesting. Let's start here. Who do you pick if you have two coming out? Good luck. Well, you know, can St Kilda get their shit together if Rowan Marshall comes back? Um, can the Giants? Keep building on what they've started now. Uh, Freo, you wouldn't think so. Carlton, you wouldn't think so. Collingwood, you wouldn't think so. Essendon, Gold Coast, no. So, And Hawthorne North, no. So, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Sydney might make it after all, and I might do my cash. Yeah, you may. Anyway, mm. all right. It's happened try. before. It has. All right, Sean, thanks for the round five. Good job by you, Willow. All right, we'll speak to you all next week. Have a good week. Goodbye.